Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome to the WP Builds Podcast. This is episode number 201, entitled How to Make Your WordPress Website Run Smoothly even after a year, with Alexandru Kovton. It was published on Thursday the 15th of October 2020. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and just the tiniest bit of housekeeping this week, head over to wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. Over there you'll find out all of the ways that you can keep in touch with all of the WordPress content that we produce. So one more time, wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe to keep updated with everything that we produce. Another one is wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. We are approaching Black Friday season, and before we get all crazy and hysterical about that, Go to wpbuilds.com forward slash deals and you'll find a bunch of links over there with coupon codes which are there permanently all day every day of the year. Forward slash advertise if you would like to have your product or service put in front of a WordPress specific audience, a bit like these fine companies have. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by Alpha Hosting. Don't you find it frustrating that most web hosting isn't built for e-commerce? Alpha Hosting's Mercury plan is $25 a month and includes four times the resources of their competitors. Our listeners also get 50% off their first three months of service. Just go to alphahosting.com forward slash WPBuilds and AB Split Test. Do you want to set up your A-B split test in record time, like in a couple of minutes? Use your existing pages and test anything against anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. And the best part is it works with Beaver Builder, Elementor, and the WordPress Block Editor. You can check it out and get a free demo at absplittest.com. Okay, what are we talking about this week? It's episode number 201, How to Make Your Website Run Smoothly. It's quite a long episode. We're talking today with Alexandru from WP Dandy, and this week he goes really deep into how to keep your website going in a smooth and reliable fashion after many, many months. There's a huge amount in this subject, and when I say there's a huge amount, I really do mean it. He spent a lot of time really finessing all of the details. There's a laundry list of things in here. Some of it's pretty obvious, some of it is not so obvious, and so I would say that whether you're a noob to WordPress or whether you are a seasoned professional, there's probably something in this for you. So I hope that you enjoy it. Just before we begin, though, it might be worth mentioning that Alexandru was very kind in that he gave listeners to the podcast a 30% off WP Dandy coupon code. The coupon code is WPBuilds30. There is actually a 30 code limit, so when 30 people have used that, that code will expire. But if you go over to their website, then you'll find that they are a 24-7 WordPress maintenance and support service. So they can basically take over the running of your website. And hopefully by the end of this podcast, you will believe that Alexandru and his compatriots over there are somebody that you could trust with all of this stuff. And without delay, I bring you Alexandra Kovton. Hello there and welcome to the WP Builds podcast. You've hit an interview episode today and today, all the way from Moldova, I'm joined by Alexander Kovton. Hello, Alexander. Hello, Nathan. How are you doing? How's it, how's it in Moldova? Uh, it's hot. <laughs> you have you have hot summers, do you? We uh, sadly in the UK where I'm based, the summers go between cold and quite warm, and that's about that's about the extent of it. Uh, we're not here, however, to talk about the weather. Uh, before we start, I just want to alert you in case I forget to do it later. I want to alert you to um, the URL which Alexander. Um, is working for, if you know what I mean, the service that he's working for. We'll come on to that possibly further towards the end of the podcast, but um, he represents WP Dandy, which may be new to you. WP Dandy is a is a WordPress maintenance and support service. You may have come across similar offerings before, but this may be maybe one that you want to check out right off the bat. But we're here today to talk about a whole load of other things. In fact, the the title that we're going to go with for this podcast is how to make your WordPress website run smoothly 
even after a year in brackets. Now, Alexander came up with this title and I'm quite interested to know why he's put even after a year in brackets. Why, why have we done that at the end? Uh, thank you, Nathan. Um, actually, the problem that uh, I think many of the WordPress, uh, own, I mean, WordPress website owners face um, after the first year is that when the website, I mean, when they start their website on WordPress and it has no content and it is uh, not optimized uh, to work, I mean, for, for a long period of time, because many people are trying uh, to find themselves in this uh, niche and in case they don't, they just don't pay attention to this. Um, but when everything goes well and the first year passes and the content goes on the website and uh, a lot of plugins are in, uh, plugins are installed and so on and so forth. The website, if it's unoptimized, uh, it uh, start to go slower and slower. Uh, each time we uh, create content um, and so on and so forth. So uh, that's why I decided to share some of my experience of optimizing the website from the very beginning in, in order not to get into these kind of troubles when the website uh, uh, gets bigger and has a lot of, uh, I mean, clients or users coming to website, visitors coming to the website. And um, so as a result, it causes a lot of um, slowing down the website and so on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a story that I'm sure many of us are familiar with. You know that feeling of, in my case, you know sometimes you work on a, a big website and you really feel the website is slowed down by the, the the conjunction of the amount of queries to the database, the plugins and the theme and what have you. It's all going on, and and then when you you finally get yourself on a brand new vanilla install of WordPress, it's very refreshing just how quick. WordPress can be if there's nothing to slow it down. If it's simply WordPress with nothing else, it's blazing fast on a on a decent server. Um, before we begin all that, though, I think it'd be quite interesting and and you know important to establish you um, as a credible source of authority. So, what's your relationship with WordPress? How long have you been using it, and in what in what guise have you been using it? Do you have a background in making plugins or themes or server-side stuff? Um, so starting with 2009, I've uh, got open WordPress. I discovered for myself, uh, for myself WordPress. And I started to use WordPress from that moment. Uh, I do develop uh, themes and uh, plugins for WordPress, but most of them are for my clients because uh, unfortunately it's kind of difficult to maintain a plugin for a long period of time. Uh, I mean, to make your own plugins and to maintain as, as it takes uh, you a lot of time. But when you do it for your clients, it's usually easier to do. And uh, so uh, what else I can tell about myself? Um, yeah, as I said, I started in 2009. Uh, I do uh, create plugins, and uh, but usually one you won't find at least till now uh, plugins on uh, uh, WordPress official repository. But uh, thank you for this question. As I I was thinking about releasing some uh, speed optimization as it goes into our topic of today. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, one speed optimization plugin uh, that in my vision should be different in comparison with those that we have at this moment and should provide some more features um, okay should we get into the should we get into the topic then today so you've very kindly written me a great big list of the things which you believe um, any website owner really from the outset even if it's day one ought to be mindful of if they want their website to be, as, as you've put it, running smoothly. So we could say quickly or smoothly or trouble free, whatever that might be. So um, let's just let's just go through them in whatever order you want to pick them off. And, and we'll we'll talk about why you believe this particular thing is important and what it what it does and how it can go wrong. So um, free free to start wherever you want. Pick, pick something off the list. Maybe if we just go down from top to bottom, it might be easiest. 
Uh, yeah, sure, I think the same. So we'll go from top to bottom and possibly we'll stop at some points. Because initially when I uh, decided to put this list down, there were more than 30 points, but I decided that some of them might uh, go inside those points that I have already. Yeah. Here, for example, we have a security optimization of this website, I mean, for a WordPress-based website, but usually it's a kind of a list of security optimization tasks that might go just in mentioning in one single point. Okay. Uh, so um, we can get started with the first one. Mm -hmm. uh, what I think, in my opinion, is very important for those who are starting their WordPress website on their own, where they have a web developer, is to pay attention to those plugins and themes that go on their website. Um, what I do mean, because um, just Googling, uh, you might uh, find, you can find uh, the list of those 65 plus uh, WordPress plugins that can slow down your website, even though uh, they are good plugins, they have uh, a lot of features, but they might be laggish. For example, let's say that you are going to pick a page builder for your WordPress website. When, WordPress website. Mm -hmm. uh, usually, uh, people just are paying attention just to how it looks and how it performs. And if they like how it performs for them, they just pick it. But um, a suggestion would be to pick the one that is less uh, uh, CPU hunger. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, for example, we know that in um, possibly some developers, developers might hate me. Uh, we know that um, there is a WP Baker uh, page builder uh, that is very nice uh, plugin and has a lot of features. But if we look into the code of this plugin and when it is installed on your website, it has a lot, a lot of uh, JavaScripts uh, and so on and so forth that makes your website load uh, slowly. Mm -hmm. um, for example, if you compare it with, let's say, the same Elementor page builder that, in my opinion, looks uh, pretty uh, well in comparison with the previous one. Uh, for example, after optimization uh, and compression, it uh, doesn't have any uh, scripts that go out of the uh, delivered uh, uh, minified and cached uh, JavaScript or CSS uh, file. Mm -hmm. That is pretty good to the website when it loads. So that's why I think it is one of the Possibly uh, obvious and uh, for many of those who are listening to this podcast, but it is very important. So it's a uh, desire to be mentioned as the first one to pay attention to the plugins and themes that you install. Yeah, we, um, the, the co-host of the podcast, David Wormsley, and I often have conversations and we, we talk at great length about really doing your homework, making sure that you don't just pick a plugin that you may not need just because it, is something you desire to have on the website. You know, a plugin which does one thing really well is, I would say, desirable over a plugin which does a thousand things probably quite badly. And just just do your homework. Make sure that you know where the plugin has come from, who's behind it, when it's been recently updated, how often it's typically updated, you know, all of those things. Just get involved, look on the About Us page, find out, go to the repo and explore the... The comments over there it, it matters it really matters yeah, yeah. Uh, usually uh, it even happens the situation when you might even don't need that plugin mm. and you might just I don't know code a piece of code and to I don't know possibly you even might not need to create your own plugin uh, just to use I don't know uh, functions PHP to add some function uh, uh, features to your website that won't load and won't cause, I don't know, database requests and so on and so forth. So, but in case you still need that plugin, possibly it would be better to put down some pros and cons and to compare it with some other plugins and to find. Because when you are just starting, you won't pay attention to uh, this kind of stuff because 
you want to start and want to see how it works. But when you start to optimize your website, you fight for each and single byte to uh, make your website faster because you understand uh, that uh, the way it loads for your customers is depends how many customers will stay with you and with your business within your business. So that's why it's important. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's a it's a really good point. So yeah, do do your homework and um, and then I suspect you're going to tell us next to get rid of plugins that you're not using. <laughs> yeah, uh, the next point is uh, actually uh, this point tells us uh, a little bit different uh, thing is to disable work. Hmm. Uh, usually, usually I would suggest to all my clients and to all those who are working with WordPress to delete unused plugins and themes that are installed by uh, installed by default in WordPress because we know that there are uh, basic I mean uh, the themes that come by default when you install the WordPress website there are at least two or three of them that come and uh, even though they stay uh, I mean they don't work on your website they still uh, might cause uh, loading on your website because they have their databases into uh, uh, I mean, uh, rows into the database of your website, and it's okay when the, your database is small; it has around uh, three to five uh, megabytes. But when it grows to a couple of gigabytes, each row uh, is important. So a couple of hundred rows, you don't need them to the database. Uh, and of course, it depends on the plugin and the theme because there are some optimized plugins, some unoptimized plugins. Of course, I don't want to say that those that come to come by default are unoptimized. But anyway, if you don't need, don't use them and yeah. don't overload your website. Yeah, there is no happy number here, is there? There's no like five is the right number, seven is too many. 22 is far too many. I, I don't know what the right number is, but basically if you go by the rule of thumb, if you don't absolutely need it, uh, disable it, make it go away. Uh, there's no point in it being there if it's not being used. It's just another, well, let's, let's say it's going to slow things down, but it also might offer up an attack vector for somebody else. So yeah, get rid of those things as well. Good idea. Okay, so the next one uh, will be perform regular updates of your WordPress website core plugins and themes. Uh, in my opinion, it's also very important uh, in context of uh, the nowadays uh, situation when there are a lot of uh, stuff that has to be taken into consideration when a theme is developed, security updates, and so on and forth. So it would be better if you would do this. Uh, somebody might think how it might uh, cause, uh, I don't know, uh, loading on your CPU, I mean, of your hosting, and so on and so forth. Uh, usually it does, for example, let's imagine that you have a plugin that wasn't uh, updated for a couple of releases, for example. And uh, you have, I don't know, a better version of your uh, PHP version of your hosting, for example, let's say that you move from the fifth uh, 5.6 to 7.2 or 7.4 even. And uh, in this situation, uh, it, the, if plugin would be optimized for uh, better loading speed, so it might cause some uh, loading on your website. Mm. Yeah. the I think it's become, if you're a, if you're a single site owner, it's not beyond the bounds of expectation. I don't think anymore to be to be asking your clients if they're maintaining their own websites to be logging in. Well, once a day, I would imagine would be the ideal number. Really, I mean, the, the more is better. But um, if you're a person that's managing other people's websites, I think you do need to be updating daily. Possibly more depends how depends how fussy you become, but there's just no excuse with the with the wonderful options that you've got in WordPress to update everything by clicking a button. There's uh, there's not much of an excuse really. Uh, yes, I totally agree with you, Nathan. Um, because um, I've even recently had a situation when uh, some of my clients were using uh, a plugin that would replace. Um, and the jQuery version, because we know that WordPress by default, in order to cover mm -hmm. all the browsers, uses 
uh, uh, stable version. I mean, not stable. I'm sorry. I mean, the older version mm. uh, mm. of the jQuery. Uh, but we know that it has security uh, issues, and so. Uh, there was uh, a problem that some of the website uh, got hacked because that version wasn't uh, updated to the latest one and the 3.3.41 version of jQuery had two issues and some uh, website just got hacked because of that reason. Mm. Of course, uh, small businesses and small, uh, small website uh, possibly might uh, go well in this situation because it depends uh, who has interest mm. uh, towards your website. And even some of, uh, let's say that you are in the same niche uh, with some, uh, I don't know, some businesses and those guys aren't played uh, play just don't play okay their game and they might i don't know hire someone just to hack your website and just get it down yeah so in this situation it would be better if you would upload and take a look uh mostly in the situation in when you know that your uh, business goes well and it grows and it might create some i don't know nerves to uh, other business owners in the same niche so it would be better to t pay attention a lot of attention to your website mm. yeah yeah, I just can't see the I can't see the logic in not updating things these days. Um, always a good plan to have a system in place to check that everything is updated, and you know, go and test test a few yeah. things to make sure it's all working as it should do. But um, certainly for those people who are running agencies, there's there's just software to make this so much more easy than it was several years ago. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there are some uh, plugins even that monitor um, the health of even uh, WordPress has a built-in uh, monitoring mm. uh, I mean, feature. Uh, but yes, of course, it doesn't replace uh, human attention because I usually, personally, I've uh, been uh, in, 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 let's say, not in a situation, but... Uh, I know some people that would address uh, like different companies in the same field. I mean, WordPress maintenance, uh, because the previous one, I mean, with whom they worked previously, would update like using a plugin like maintenance uh, um, WP. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if you remember it. So they just at one click they will uh, would update the website, but usually it doesn't work this way, and uh, so the website goes down and it might some problems to the clients that come to your website. So uh, my suggestion would be to choose, uh, I don't know, a respectable company that would do this manually because everything can happen. And if you do directly to, you, to the website, uh, just clicking one click, it's it's not good, no. at least. Yeah, but do some kind of visual check after the fact. I've um, I've made use of quite a lot of services that do, do inspections of websites every I don't know, whatever I wish, 15 minutes or something, and they go and they go and take image, you know, they literally download a screenshot of the page to see if there's any variation in how it looked 15 minutes ago to how it looks now, or they'll also just download the output HTML and compare one to the other. They'll even check the stack of technology that, that's sitting on the server just to see if anything's changed, you know. Um, there's so many options to make. Oh, and just simple downtime monitoring, just have some kind of email alert to... And there's free services like Uptime Robot, which will allow you 50 sites, I believe it is, for no fee whatsoever. Just yeah. no reason not to do it. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, so I think the next uh, point would be to keep your theme um, plugins uh, lightweight. Uh, what exactly do you mean this, in this situation? Um, the same situation when you just start, it's okay. So you just update those plugins. But when you want uh, to have something uh, that represents your business, I mean, a kind of future that is specific only to your, your business. So you have to create your plugin or somehow improve other plugins, others' plugins. Uh, in this situation, uh, it might happen that uh, those developers that you don't, if you don't have your own in-house developers, you might, I don't know, ask somebody to develop a plugin. And uh, personally, I've met uh, many websites that uh, hire different developers, and sometimes they try to, I don't know, save some money 
And those developers do just a mess uh, mm. with their themes and with their uh, plugins. So it's not a good uh, good option uh, if you want to have a, a well-loading website because let's imagine you have just hired uh, 10 developers during a year, for example, to do some stuff on your website. And they have, everyone have introduced, and you you even don't have, a, uh, I don't know, uh, list of those uh, changes mm. that you mm. have done previously on the website. And sometimes those developers don't know about each other. And even some scripts might go uh, one against another, and it also can create problems. So that's why I think it's very important to keep your theme and plugins lightweight. Yeah, it used to be that everybody was, well, I mean, not recently, as far as I'm aware, certainly in our community, that um, everybody would be dashing over to Code Canyon and trying to find the, the theme with the most features, all of the, the bells and whistles that the theme could possibly bring to bear. And I think most people who've worked with WordPress for any length of time have decided that's a, that's just a, a race to the bottom and you're far better off finding a, a lightweight theme that you trust, that you know is updated and sticking with it and getting to understand how it's built and how it works and how to troubleshoot it. Yeah, good idea. Yeah. Um, so the next one would be, the fifth advice would be to minify and combine, compress and cache the files in both the browser and the server. What's important, I think those who are familiar with how uh, nowadays most of nowadays uh, hostings works, I mean, those that are based on Apache. I don't know if I pronounce it correctly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, 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 in this situation, uh, so as more the more resources you use, the uh, more limits you might uh, get to your uh, uh, hosting. Uh, mostly those who don't hold they their own. I know. VPS and the dedicated servers where they can do anything they want. But in case you you are, of course, it's important for the, I mean, uh, website that are also based on dedicated, but I think it is more important for those who are just starting uh, to use WordPress and uh, they have, I don't know, a free to $5 uh, shared uh, hosting. Hmm. Uh, in a situation that, I don't know, your website uh, will go under load. I don't know. You might get some uh, visitors come to your website. So the bigger your, uh, I mean, website would be, uh, the the less. Uh, I mean, um, the more problems you might get with your hosting provider. Yeah. Uh, personally, I've uh, been in a situation uh, when I just started. Um, so uh, it was. A simple WordPress website, uh, but we know that many uh, hosting they even though they write that it's unlimited the bandwidth and I don't know ten or oh, twenty yeah. gigabytes yeah. of uh, memory, but usually they limit the quantity of the CPU usage and the more files I mean the more scripts and so on for you run, uh, so it might um, get your website sometimes even. Uh, go out of service and so on and so forth. So that's yeah. why I think it's important. There's just so many solutions now for this, isn't there? It's been identified as a problem by the community. You know, WordPress is designed to work on just about anything. Um, but obviously, the bigger your the bigger your infrastructure, the better. But not everybody can cope with the, the amount of money you need to spend for big infrastructure. And so you have to go for cheap. And looking again maybe this is uh, this is something you're going to do on the kind of hosting level or you're going to do this with the assistance of a plugin again do your research find out what it is possible to minify find out what it is possible to compress um it's not going to be immediately possible to click a button well there are solutions which claim to be able to click a button and you'll be fine but you, you can finesse it and tweak it and spend a really lengthy period of time make, work, making your WordPress websites work more efficiently. So it's just one of those things you've got to do. Yeah. Uh, so the next question is, um, not question, but the advice would be to reduce the amount of render blocking resources, uh, if it's possible, to async or defer uh, those resources that are render blocking. 
Uh, what's important in the same contest with the previous one, uh, I mean, with the fifth advice, um, we know that uh, if you want to promote your business in search engines like Google, uh, you have to pay attention to the requirements of the website. For example, there is a, a service from Google that tests your website on the loading speed. It's mm -hmm. called web.dev. Um, personally, I like it very much. Um, and it tells you what, how your uh, clients see your website and not just how it was previously in, let me remember how it was called, that service uh, from Google. It's speed oh. check or something like this. Yeah, speed Oh, yeah, it's gone. I don't know. What was it called? Yeah. It's gone. Anyway, that one. <laughs> uh, so in comparison with the previous one, when it would be just uh, emulated how your website is seen on uh, a mobile device, on a computer. Uh, so, I mean, uh, web.dev now uses real data from the browsers of uh, your clients. Um, so And so in case you want to be on the top of the competition, you have to pay attention to these. And in general, I would recommend uh, after all the uh, optimization that you do, there will be some uh, after the sixth advice, is to go to that website and to pay attention and to fight for each and single, um, single byte, I mean, of your speed, your loading speed. Uh, there is a, a very unique, I think, and very interesting uh, um, resource also that is called GT Metrics. Yeah, that, I've used that a lot. Yeah, yeah. that I think in, um, this in tandem, these two ones might bring you a lot of uh, ideas how and what to optimize in order to be on the top of the competition. Because we know that uh, every business is a fight. It's a fight for, I don't know, for each single penny and for each single visitor to your website. And the more you time and money invest in what you do uh, and passion, of course, the more you get. So living just how it is, it won't work. Mm. Yeah, good point. So that's um, reducing render blocking requests. And then, oh, this one, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that this next one that you mentioned is is now a, a moot point. Hopefully most people don't have to worry about this one. Um, you mean the seventh one? Yeah, the one about HTTP instead of HTTP. Yeah, uh, in, yeah that yeah. one. You know the one, yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, once again, from my experience and from the experience of my colleagues, uh, using of HTTPS connection instead of HTTP1 uh, might be also, uh, not might be, but will for sure be uh, uh, very important for your business. First of all, it's for security reasons because uh, the HTTP of the second generation uh, not only faster but also secure. And if we know about the security, and most of the time, uh, I don't know, people just, I mean, those who are using WordPress will just uh, go and install because Google shows notification that your website isn't encrypted and you just want to be as uh, other of your competition are, so you might install. But it is also good for your speed. Uh, the requests uh, going, uh, are going faster from this encryption. Of course, it depends all on your uh, Word, uh, WordPress, I mean, where it is hosted. I mean, this WordPress, uh, for example. Uh, but in general, just using, I mean, let's imagine that you are a newbie in, in these terms, I mean, and just using this, uh, I mean, loading your website from the encryption version will save you, will help you um, save, um, I mean, some time of your of loading your website, so your website will load faster. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, seems like oh, it seems like only yesterday where we were all suddenly faced with this moment in time where Google was going to downgrade the listings of people over an HTTP uh session as opposed to an https session it was the it was the catalyst which was needed to f push everybody over the edge luckily it coincided with something you know things like let's encrypt which made it ludicrously simple to achieve so yes 
even though that Google says that they don't uh, decrease, I mean, uh, in uh, the rankings, I mean, the rankings of the website. Uh, yes. I mean, they uh, say that they don't do this, but in my opinion, and just uh, paying attention to those researches that uh, many companies like uh, Ahref, yep. I don't know if you pronounce it correctly, tells uh, that uh, usually those who uh, those websites that are run through the HTTP connection underperform. I mean, the search results. Uh, those who run through the HTTPS yeah. usually eight. Uh, out of 10 uh, websites that are in top 10 and go through the HTTPS. And yeah, and also just the big big red flags that the browsers throw at you saying, that's not secure, run away. <laughs> you know, it, uh, it all helps. So go and if you haven't done that one, that's an easy one to win on. Yep. Um, so the next uh, advice would be to maintain a minimal amount of HTTP or HTTPS. Let's imagine that you move to HTTPS request mm -hmm. or to keep the minimal amount of this request. Uh, once again, uh, it depends uh, where this uh, request go. For example, let's say that you have a CDN uh, or even a couple of CDNs that um, go to different CDNs. Uh, so uh, in case it's not a scrape, let's say, where any other file that is will be, I don't know, um, somehow updated over the time, I mean, over a uh, very short time. In this situation, I would advise to reduce the amounts by moving those files locally and to load this uh, through, I mean, from the website hosting. Even though, uh, in case you have, uh, I don't know, a couple of uh, HTTP requests, I mean, of outside HTTP requests uh, in this situation, it might be okay, but you should also pay attention to the quality of those HTTPS requests. Because uh, Google, for example, has some good CDNs, but there are some not so good CDNs. Mm -hmm. and it might, because we're speaking about loading speed and performance, and when every single byte is important, you don't want to know a certain uh, request. For example, I just recently mentioned um, a file, it was a PNG file uh, for social networks that waited, uh, that waits, I'm sorry, uh, around 450 kilobytes and it is loaded directly to wow. your theme. Uh, I, I would say uh, that my, I don't know, the guy who created that plugin has no idea about uh, speed optimization. Yeah, that's a big, but, big image. <laughs> yeah, and, and it is loaded locally. But let's imagine that somehow, nowadays we don't find that many times when it happens, but over, uh, I mean, in the past it was a usual experience when uh, people would load uh, it, uh, I don't know, possibly to gain some juice, I mean, instead SEO. Um, so they would load it from their own hosting. So in this situation, it in general can do a lot of bad stuff to your website. Yeah. But of course, it's important when you optimize uh, when you optimize uh, your uh, loading speed of your website is to pay attention to each and single HTTP request. In case you can move to them to your hosting, and for example, your web hosting is optimized uh, by some CDNs that you know that they are good. So I would recommend to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got a couple to do with images, um, optimization and lazy loading. Yeah, good points. Um, yeah, the same obvious in some situation. And for some, uh, I mean, owners of the WordPress website, uh, but it's worth mentioning because um, usually people don't pay attention to images. They Usually, when you look at a certain website, and in case it has a good uh, web hosting, and your your database isn't big, you might think that it's okay. It will load, even if it's two megabytes a single image, it will be okay. But uh, it's for you. For example, if you are close, let's imagine that you are in United States and you are close for uh, the web hosting where your website is hosted. So it might be visually 
looking okay, but for other people that mm. are far away from the hosting, uh, where you host a website, it might be not that good. So in this situation, I, I would, optimi- uh, would suggest optimizing images. Of course, uh, lossless optimization is a win-to-win. Uh, in comparison, I don't know, with some loss optimization because, um, of course, it depends on your previous knowledge. Uh, for example, I've personally seen people that are optimizing images into uh, Photoshop, for example. They just are, when they are, are saving their pictures, they are just saving in low quality thing, by oh, thinking. Right. Yeah, yeah. Just they will save a couple of bytes, but uh, it doesn't work uh, that well. I would suggest the lossless compression. Personally, I like uh, one uh, resource that is called. Uh, TinyPNG. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and th- they also have a WordPress plugin, but I wouldn't suggest to anyone to play with this plugin uh, every time when you are, I don't know, uploading an image. Because usually uh, uh, this plugin would optimize each Im- image at uh, the when you upload it. Uh, but uh, once again, in case you don't have an experience in this situation uh, and you run each and single time you upload an image and you run uh, the optimization, you might get into uh, trouble when your images uh, lose their quality mm. because even lossless uh, optimization, it can be optimized, uh, I don't know, forever. Mm. So in this situation, uh, of course, I would pay attention, uh, would suggest to pay attention just in case you have some previous images that you installed, so run just a single time this plugin and leave it to do its job and don't run it each single time because you might get with some blurry images that, I don't know, will make your business look very ugly. So. Oh, does it does it sort of rerun on the images each yeah. time? Oh, I see. Oh, goodness. Yeah, it could really quickly look really bad. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, there's lots of services, isn't there? There's lots of um, well, plugin solutions for that. WPM, you dev have got this thing called Smush, and there's Short yeah. Pixel. There's also lots of freely available open source apps that you can download for your fo- uh, for your Mac or PC, which you can throw images at them, and they'll do a fairly decent job. But um, yeah. yeah, definitely worth it. Definitely worth it. Uh, another idea in the same context of uh, image optimization is to use SVG format. I know that, once again, many developers might say that it's not secure to use SVG images, but at least for the front page, I would suggest to use SVG images as uh, much as you can. Uh, because, uh, I don't know, there are, so, there are not so many security threats uh, in case you do it correctly, for mm-hmm. example, there are some synthesizing uh, uh, plugins that help you to keep uh, away from different vulnerabilities yeah. that SVG might cause to your website. But it helps you a lot because SVG images, first of all, uh, it is very lightweight uh, as image format. And the second one is uh, we know nowadays uh, those uh, big resolution screens when yeah. personally uh, when I look to some website that uh, load, I don't know, the logo, at least logo in the PNG format and it get blurry, for example, when yeah. you have a 4K, for example, MacBook. So it's not very professional. And of course, SVGs are, are very lightweight and they don't load as images. No. For example, if you go to web optimization resources like GT Matrix and so I mean web dev from Google mm-hmm. and you try to get a very good score, you want if you use a lot of PNG or uh, JPEG files while uh, SVG load into the code and they don't show as images. Yeah. So once again, it might be useful. Yeah, I mean, they're tiny, tiny little files. Of course, they're, they're not images at all, are they? They're a sort of file format and so open to abuse. But uh, as you say, there's plenty of sanitizing plugins. I can't remember the one that I recently stumbled across, which I thought was quite interesting. Um but yeah, there are ways that you can force WordPress to accept SVG images because, of course, it doesn't by default. But just be mindful that it's not 
it's not safe out of the box necessarily. You've got to you've got to strip out a lots of the metadata in order for it to be safe. But there's plugins for that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, I think the next one would be lazy loading your images. Um, of course, it is good when you I don't know are a guru and you have optimized each and sing, uh, every single image on your uh, website. Um, but once again, if you want to get even faster, and we know that there are some good standards nowadays under two seconds of loading. So um, lazy loading of your images would be a solution to this situation because, okay, you have stopped those render blocking, uh, JavaScripts and CSS files and so on and so forth, but it, you might have images on your website and they might cause that same render blocking. So lazy loading would be a solution to this situation to get because usually it's not uh, the case in most of the situation, uh, I mean, of those websites, uh, to get all the images at the same time. Just mm -hmm. the logon, a couple of images that are going the first uh, part of the screen, and you might get some time when loading. And it's very, very also, uh, also very important, in my opinion, for the landing pages when they have, I don't know, a lot of images on the main uh, page or the home page and also those shops that have also uh, different images of the products on the main page it's also very important in my opinion and would save a lot of uh, time I mean of the loading time of your website yeah there's also the the future looks bright for this as well because this is now being taken on on a sort of browser level isn't it we've hopefully in short space of time we won't have to load a bunch of javascript to do this for us every single image will be handled natively in the browser and well let's see what let's see what happens with all that okay so the next advice would be the 11th advice would be to disable the hot linking images and files to images and files um yeah i think that it is not a good uh option for the website owner uh, to have i mean let's say a couple hundred or a couple thousand, or even, I don't know, it depends on the website, a couple million requests to your hosting to download uh, uh, an image or a file from your hosting. It, and once again, take into, take into consideration that nowadays hosting, most of them are based on, um, I don't know, even though those they uh, the website uh, provide um, in the web hosting providers tell us that it, the bandwidth is unlimited, but it will be limited for sure as far as you run uh, after one terabyte of bandwidth. Yeah. So you don't this, and uh, we also know that the patch uh, is a resource hanger, and if they if a patch runs out of its uh, database uh, limits, it might get from the files. And it might also cause uh, uh, problems with the loading speed of your website. So a good idea is will be just to, to, to disable because it's just a piece of code into a functions PHP file. Yeah. And you get rid of this or into HTTP access file. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, good idea. Okay. okay. Yeah. So the next one would be uh, to optimize fonts. Uh, I would, once again, as a person that I would say possibly not the old um, school uh, developer, uh, because I don't consider myself as to be of, I don't know, when uh, internet only started, but I would suggest to keep all those uh, fonts that you have on your uh, Hosting because once again it depends on what kind of uh, fonts they use, hmm. uh, and uh, Google is pretty fast. For example, if you use Google fonts, but in case you use some uh, other sources, they might be even for the CDN they might be not so fast. So I would suggest to self-host the fonts um, because usually fonts don't don't need uh, regular updates. So you just upload them and just uh, link them uh, to the style sheet and it goes very well yeah and uh, plus you uh, have a less uh, HTTP request as I mentioned previously so yeah yep. 
it's one less or two less because usually it might happen that you have two, three kind of fonts on a single website. So it just will add some more loading speed to your website by hosting uh, your uh, fonts. And of course, there are some also some tricks if in case you don't want, you can't, you can, um, I mean, host those uh, fonts. Uh, you might preload uh, those uh, fonts or also pre-connect just to create a faster loading speed onto your website. Yeah, it's just a it's one of the smaller wins, but it's a win. You know, if if yeah. you can achieve if you can achieve a tiny little bit of benefit from it, then yeah, seems like a good idea. Uh, okay, so the next one would be to optimize comments. Uh, also oh, to lazy them. Yeah, it's a good idea, especially if you've got a big popular site with millions of comments on each thread. Yes, and yeah, in the situation, possibly you might need some other optimization, but this one would be because I, uh, from my own experience as a WordPress maintenance, uh, let's say possibly not expert, but uh, I mean, person that does this kind of job, I observed that uh, even when you have, let's say, a couple of hundreds comments per day, and it creates, uh, I don't know, uh, a co uh, I mean comments, it loses these comments, uh, it creates uh, loss to the database, it requests uh, different information, and so it depends on the comment. For example, I've seen comments of 2,000 words and so on. So in oh, this situation, yeah, yeah it might load uh, your website uh, and downgrade the speed of your website. So it yeah. would be, advice as a small advice would be better to lazy load your images yeah i just can't see a but and i can't see a situation where that's not a good idea if nobody wants to read the comments then they don't need to be loaded and if they want to keep reading the comments it's not a big deal to wait half a second to let's see the next couple load yeah i agree um so the next one would to be to use a good CDN. Mm. Why good? Because we all know that it uh, depends on how big is the provider of the CDN. For example, uh, we, for example, I am personally from Moldova, and I found that Cloudflare has a CDN even in, I mean, servers even in Moldova. So uh, I suppose that it has in many, many other countries. So a good CDN, uh, by the way, it's, uh, like content deliver network uh -huh. for yeah, those yeah. who hear it for the first time. I mean this term. So it will help to make your website and to deliver your website uh, a little bit faster. Sometimes even more faster than uh, if it would be loaded. I don't know from a hosting, for example, from a faraway country, from a couple of thousand kilometers from mm, mm. your, uh, I mean, place. So in this situation, and uh, also why I like Cloudflare and I would recommend Cloudflare to others is uh, in case you have a kind of a small website that you don't have uh, uh, dynamic data. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't renew daily. So there are just a couple of articles and a couple of images on the homepage. In this situation, Cloudflare would just cache all this cached already. Yeah stuff and would will load even if your website doesn't work at a certain uh, point uh, so it will load as copies and it will load the cached copies first of all it will reduce the amount of data and cpu that your um, uh, website uh, web hosting uh, requires um, so once again as an example uh, we had uh, not a, a DDoS attack, but I found, as we found after that, uh, when we uh, paid it, our attention um, to the logs that we found on the website, uh, some homemade hackers tried to find if uh, there are some database files uh, on, on the hosting of that uh, website. Uh, and all those requests cost uh, many uh, visits to a website. And if it's a website on a shared hosting, yeah. uh, so the owner started to receive a notification that uh, you have too many uh, connections at a single time. And so please do something where we'll have to move to a higher level of uh, hosting a, 
uh, remember it's uh, they proposed him to move to a dedicated uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah go from very cheap to very expensive and, <laughs> right away yeah 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 uh, and uh, when we found we just advised them to until they didn't have enough money to move into a higher level of hosting, they advised them to use Cloudflare. And mm -hmm. what we found is that it reduced it drastically. So uh, that client uh, never experienced the same issues uh, with the website. So that's why I would advise to use Cloudflare. And uh, it works even not for not only for the small businesses, but also for big websites because uh, Cloudflare also have some plans for, uh, I mean, for bigger businesses. Oh yeah, the the big ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So it works uh, not only for the small ones. So you shouldn't think. I mean, those who are hearing this podcast that it's just for small businesses and those big businesses don't have to pay attention to this. It has to refer to each and every business. Something. Yeah, they uh they've got a huge network. I had no idea what proportion of the world's internet runs through Cloudflare, but I bet it's a lot. <laughs> I bet it's a huge amount. Um, Alexander, sadly, we are sort of running out of time, so I don't so I don't know that we're going to get to the end of your list. But if it's okay with you, I'm going to mention what they all were, yeah, sure. um, and that will give you time to. Um, to just talk about WP Dandy that I mentioned at the beginning. And, you know, I think yeah. it's a fair exchange. Um, so the other ones were to to simply keep an eye on the PHP version of your WordPress website. Obviously, WordPress goes back. It tries helpfully to, to go back a, really a long way back uh, and be compatible with earlier versions of WordPress. But, you know, if your host allows it, go to the latest version of, of uh, PHP and if your host doesn't allow it, maybe move host. <laughs> um, clean up your database regularly was another one. Uh, yeah, that again, just a no-brainer. Get rid of all of those um, bits and pieces, all of those things in there that are just not needed. Tables for plugins that are not needed anymore. What about uh, revision history that's just loitering, doing doing no help whatsoever? Perform regular Word, WordPress website performance checks. Perform regular WordPress website security checks. Um, and then the final two were implement security scenarios. That probably could have been a podcast in itself, that one. And um, and do go some way to block bad bots. Yeah, there's a there's a few nice solutions I've come, come across that assist with that. Yeah, what I'll do, though, is I'll post those in the show notes and I'll be sure to link to uh, WP Dandy so that people, if they've been intrigued by what you've said and they want to know more, they can find you. There is, of course, a contact form on there. If you go to wpdandy.com forward slash contact, then you'll be able to get in touch. But um, let's just for a few minutes focus on what is WP Dandy. We mentioned it at the start. What's its, what's its purpose? What, what, what is it all about? Uh, so uh, as a starting from the very beginning, uh, in comparison with all the developers that uh, considered their duty to create some plugins uh, and, I don't know, to share them into WordPress repository, I decided to move a little bit different way and to help people to maintain what they already have. have. And uh, that's why I decided to create uh, I mean, this website and to allow people to contact us with their problems and to uh, get uh, the help that they need. So uh, in general, this is the purpose of the resource to help, uh, to share our knowledge with those who need help and to help them to overcome because we all know that WordPress is a very, very good uh, CMS, but it needs a lot of attention mm -hmm. and it needs a lot of passion and it needs a lot of knowledge because for example i have listed only 20 most uh, basic i would say optimization yeah uh, yeah but when it comes to uh solve some particular uh i don't know uh, situations uh, only a team, I think, only a team uh, can handle this. Uh, for example, it's it's okay if you have created your design, your your own design, create a theme or something for. But uh, a single person can't have all the knowledge possible. For example, I with my team uh, have around, as it is written on the website, around 100 years of experience. Personally, I work from 2009. It's 
already in 11 years and we also have in, even people that started to work with WordPress from its their beginning one even it wasn't a PHP version uh, content management system only uh, it was just a couple of templates that would run through the internet it would be for free so uh, all these make makes our team and help uh, businesses uh, not to go out uh, of uh, internet because it oftentimes happens that people just lose their passion and uh, just don't know what to do and they uh, are approaching some uh, I don't know freelancers they help them for a very limited amount of time and after that they remain once again uh, face to face with their problem and this is what WP Dandy does it helps people to keep going with their businesses so the, it's it's a kind of like a maintenance service whereby you you sign up is it i guess it's a monthly subscription and depending on the tier that you're on you're entitled to a certain amount of assistance shall we say do you want to just talk us through the the three different pricing plans which appear on your website at the moment you've got starter advanced and pro what's the what's the difference between the 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 lower package and the highest one um in general, uh, these free packages are created for, uh, I would say, free levels of businesses uh, from the for those who just have started. It's uh, the, uh, the cheapest one is for $69. So in case you don't need uh, support by phone, for example, you just can contact us through the contact form and uh, we'll respond. You and you also don't need too much development because you have already developed all you have to develop. And in this situation can opt for this one. Uh, but sometimes it happens that you need uh, and you know that you have a kind of website that you need uh, to contact your developer because in our company we uh, provide uh, each and single website its own uh, developer mm-hmm. and it it uh, supports that website so we don't move from one developer to another it's continuously develop uh, um, takes uh, pays attention to your resource and works with you nice so yeah so uh, in this situation you might need to uh, support and uh, to contact uh, support by phone and to ask for some developer and ask for help and a certain moment so in the case in this case and you might need some small uh, development uh, or design or content management uh, stuff during one month that won't uh, overcome around 30 minutes per month so in this situation you opt for 89 dollars so it's uh, just a 20 dollars difference but you have additionally support by phone and 30 minutes and in case you want, uh, I don't know, to get, uh, and what I forgot is that for the $69, you get just uh, updates for once per month. In case you order a higher level uh, of planets will be twice a month and thrice a month will be for $109. And it will be additionally one hour of development. It could be developed and design or some uh, changes to you know in case you need some changes to your design some tweaks and so on and so forth yeah nice so a a professional wordpress website maintenance company designed for well people who are probably in, in need of some support maybe um you've got some clients who would who would benefit from this you could pass them over to wp dandy you can find them at wpdandy.com and the pricing that we just mentioned is at wpdom wpdandy should i say dot com forward slash pricing it's been an absolute pleasure to chat with you alexander i'm sorry that we ran out of time but um thanks for thanks for joining us today um and we'll speak to you soon uh thank you nathan it was my pleasure to 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 talk to you today and to all the audience and of course i also hope to have uh, some more, uh, I mean, cooperation and uh, podcast like this one. Yeah, yeah. Well, Thank you for the invitation, you're 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 most welcome. Have a nice day. Take care. Thank you. You too. 
Well, I hope that you enjoyed that episode. I certainly learned a lot. Whether you've been using WordPress for years or you're a bit of a noob, there was tons of information in there. It was quite a long episode, but certainly worth listening to. Maybe it's one of those episodes that you have to go back to and pass in smaller chunks because there's just so much coming at you. I could have gone on with Alexandru for much longer, but we, we had to cut it at sort of like a, a reasonable length of time. But uh, yeah, fascinating episode. Love that. Don't forget that if you want to make use of Alexandro's sort of concierge service, it's called WP Dandy. It's a 24-7 WordPress maintenance and support service. You can get 30% off that by using the coupon code WPBUILDS30. There are 30 of those available, and so hopefully some of you will make use of that. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by AB Split Test. Do you want to set up your A-B split test in record time? The new A-B split test plugin for WordPress will have you up and running in a couple of minutes. Use your existing pages and test anything against anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. And the best part is it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder and the WordPress block editor. Check it out and get a free demo at absplittest.com. Hopefully, we'll see you again this time next week. Remember, we're back around on Monday for the WP Builds Weekly WordPress News and the live version of that as well. Check it all out at wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. And I hope that you have a nice week. Stay safe. Bye-bye for now. Cheesy music coming in. Mm-hmm.